Welcome to the Aligned Leader Podcast, a personal growth podcast for driven women who want to level up their life and business. Tune in weekly to learn emotional management tools and mindset expanding tips. I'm your host, mindset and business coach, Michelle Costas. Let's get started. Well, welcome back, everyone. This week, we're going to be talking about how to use belief to create a winning team. This is part two of a three-part series. If you didn't already get the chance to listen to last week, I do recommend it. It is how to create unshakable belief for your product or your offer. Truly, there is no right offer there is only the offer that we make right. So your level of belief will truly make all the difference in your business, whether it's belief in your product, belief in your service, belief in the business opportunity that you offer, it really all stems from there. So once you listen to that, I do recommend you pop back over here or you can listen to this one first if you'd like, of course. But this week we are gonna talk about how to have and use belief to create a winning team. You know, I always think about how parents always say the saying, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Well, we all know that when you have a kid, (laughs) even if you're not a parent, you know that when someone has a kid, they basically clone themselves out. The kid acts like them, talks like them, has mannerisms like them, and they are always accumulating and watching and accumulating information that is totally creates exactly what their parents do. So that is the same with business. It really starts with you being a product of your product. If you are not a high believer in the service that you offer, the product that you offer, I highly recommend you start there because until you're at that place with what you're offering, it is, I would say, almost impossible to lead people at the highest level. If you have a high belief, you can transfer that to others, but they will never believe more than you. And so we're going to talk about why it's important. When you hold belief for people, they rise. When you hold high belief for people, it changes the way that you show up. I'll repeat that. When you hold high belief for people, it changes the way that you show up. We are not responsible for other people's success, but we do have influence. We are not responsible for other people's success, but we do have influence. Holding the belief for your team, what's so important about it is being unattached. When you're holding high belief for people on your team, they will rise to the occasion, it will create space for them to grow, and it will also change the way that you show up for them. Have you ever had a mentor or someone in your life that held belief for you. I mean, I know in the previous business that I was in, one of the most valuable things that I experienced was my mentors and people in that company that held high belief in me. And I personally wasn't at that place yet, but I did really believe in the product, I really believed in the company, and I really believed in those women. And so when they held high belief for me, I believed them. And I rose to whatever bar they set. I'll repeat that. I rose to whatever bar they set. 
And it wasn't that they were having expectations for me. It was that they saw the potential in me and where I could go and what I could do and what I could accomplish. If they had never saw that in me, I question whether I would have achieved so quickly, truly. And so it's the same thing for you with your team. If you are holding a high level of belief for them, people will surprise you. You know, I see it a lot is it's sometimes whether it's when we're selling our product or service or when we have somebody on our team, many times we go into judgment where we really want to predict the outcome. That's normal. Your brain is going to want to predict the outcome. That is why it feels uncomfortable to hold high belief for others. And there's more reasons to that, and we'll get into that. But if you hold high belief for people, you will always get more results. They will always rise to the potential that you set. If you see them through eyes of belief, they will start to see themselves through the eyes of belief. Now, there's a difference between holding belief and having expectations. <laughs> expectations are premeditated resentment. That doesn't mean that we don't have high standards for people, but really, we have to remain unattached to the outcome. And I'll go into why we can sometimes be attached in a moment. So, it's a little bit different than holding expectations. It's a lot different than holding expectations. Have you ever had a time where you really believe someone would accomplish something and it would affect the team goal and then they didn't and then you were frustrated? You see, your brain wants to keep you away from pain. So when you're not holding high belief for people, it's because you're trying to avoid pain. And it's uncomfortable to hold belief for people. And it becomes a habit. It's like a new muscle. But we have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And I'll tell you why, too, of why it can feel uncomfortable. The reason why is because you might believe that you're partially responsible for their success. But you see, when we believe we are responsible for someone's success, we are also then responsible for their failure. So if we take on the responsibility of that and someone fails, that's very painful and we're making it mean something about us. What if you held belief for people and belief that they are an adult, <laughs> they are capable, these are the traits in them that I see that are positive and these are the things that I see that show their potential to be successful what if we held that belief and even if they didn't achieve those things, it didn't mean anything? You see, it's going back to that same thought process of staying in curiosity and possibility and staying out of judgment. I would ask the question, if you have not developed leaders recently, what would it mean about you if someone failed? I'll say it again. What would it mean about you if someone on your team failed? And I would highly recommend journaling about this because there are thought processes subconsciously that can hold us back from ever developing leaders or empowering our team to be a, a winning team. There's subconscious things that we may not even be aware of that are happening under the surface. What would it mean about you if they fail? 
your brain is always going to want evidence. So you might look to past experiences. Maybe you've had times where you did believe in someone and then they, quote, let you down. You see, when we are not in agenda and we are working at a high level of belief and creating sales and success with our own offer and our own personal responsibility in our own personal business, we will never be attached to the outcome of someone else. It doesn't mean that we won't get disappointed. It doesn't mean that we won't wish that they would have had more success, but we will not experience the pain of the self-judgment and what it means about us. You see, if we get curious about what it would mean about us if, if the person fails, then we can get aware of the thoughts that are holding us back from creating leaders, from growing leaders, from building leaders, from empowering leaders. You see, they will never believe more than you. So if you're waiting for people to rise up in your company or rise up in your um, growing team, if you're waiting for that, they will never, they will never believe more than you. But if you are holding the space and leading in the front and leading by example, then the champions will come to play. And that really takes me to this next piece is that You do not have to convince a champion to win. There is a difference between empowering and enabling. You see, if we have a low belief in someone and we're unclear if they can really accomplish something, it's going to affect our language. It's going to affect how often we're communicating with them. It's going to affect the types of things that we uh, share with them to inspire them and to motivate them. You know, if we believe that they are not capable, then we will enable them. This will lead to over-helping someone. And guess what? When you over-help someone and you're constantly the solution provider for them, you are subconsciously telling them, I don't believe in you. When you are over-helping you are subconsciously telling someone, I don't believe in you. And there is such a difference of guiding and there is such a a difference of leading by example and leading out front and sharing and, and growing together and running the race together than dragging people. And over helping them and feeling like you always have to have the answers because if you don't have the answers, then they're going to fail. And if they fail, then it means I'm not a good leader. Does that resonate with you? And really that stems from knowing our personal responsibility. You see, I, in the past, (laughs) I've been through therapy, I've been through coaching, all the things. And I remember my second week of therapy I think it's been like, I don't know, seven years now. That's crazy. Um, I had gone to therapy previously, but my my therapist that I went started going to seven years ago, my goodness, she changed my life. She challenged me and um, boy, did she change my life. So my second week of therapy, she hands me a packet. <laughs> oh, great, a packet. <laughs> And I was a low point in my life. I mean, I was really struggling at this time. My my results were really my self-esteem and my confidence, and I could go on and on. And, you know, I spent my entire life 
self-sacrificing, self-sacrificing. And what I mean by that is I put myself last. And it went from being, you know, wanting to have this humility that actually became um, resentment. Because I'll never forget when my therapist said, she was like, you know, Michelle, that the most generous and loving people I know in my life are the people with the clearest boundaries. And I was like, what? You mean they're not willing to like give everything that they have and literally leave nothing left for themselves? How could they? (laughs) How selfish. (laughs) Well, what I found out is that if you put yourself completely dead last and sacrifice constantly for others, it leads to resentment. And if you are not filling your cup, you cannot pour from an empty cup. So one of the most unselfish things that you can do is make sure to have boundaries to show up for yourself. So then in turn, you can serve others. And that was a piece of therapy that really affected everything. But the second week when she gave me that packet, At the top of that packet read the drama triangle, (laughs) the victim triangle. And I know I'm going to talk more about this on the podcast. I'm going to talk more about personal responsibility. I'm going to talk more about the victim triangle. But basically what it was leading to is that I was a rescuer. And that's one of the three points on the victim triangle. And basically, I would constantly feel like people couldn't save themselves, so I had to save them. So guess what? I did that in every area of my life. And what that really did is it created a codependent dance to where I believed I had to save everyone. So that transferred into my business that I started to enable, I started to do things for people. I didn't hold belief for them because I believed I had to save them. Does any of this sound familiar for you? And maybe not, but really your people will only go as far as you believe that they can go. Your people will only go as far as you believe that they can go. You do not have to convince a champion to play. You do not have to convince a champion to win. Your responsibility starts and ends with holding belief and providing guidance and support. But you must empower leaders for them to develop into the leaders that they can be. You see, when you empower someone and you let them know that you believe that they are resourceful enough to find the answer and you ask them questions that create a space for them to use their own intuition and brain, you are communicating with them that you believe in them. And in turn, the belief in themselves will grow. If you do everything for them, they will never have the opportunity to grow confidence, to be the leader that they could be. So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you're constantly enabling and doing everything for them and they never do it for themselves, they truly aren't going to be successful. So that's what happens. And you'll see different levels of it. I know in my previous business, there was uh, a breaking point. I remember one time a, a top person in our company mentor was talking about how, you know, if you want to be at the top of the company, you have to have 
strong relationships with champion women. And she basically encouraged us to get curious of at what point do we lose the connection? At what point do we lose the connection? And there were different positions on that career path. And that was really the determining factor of someone who was great at growing leaders and not. And the reason they would lose connection is because they stopped believing that the people could do more. And our brain only believes that what could be possible, our brain that's trying to keep us away from pain, our brain only believes that we can repeat things that have happened previously. So that's why it's so important to constantly be hearing positive stories within your company, positive stories within the business world, listening to podcasts, listening to audiobooks, because it really creates mindset expansion. And that's why it's also important to have a coach or a mentor, or at the time, that for me, that was my therapist, right? What that does is it expands our mind to think about what else is possible that we may have not seen before. The fastest mile ran, the record, is three three minutes, 43.13 seconds. That was achieved in July of 1999. You'll hear these stories in sports where for years the records aren't broken. And then as soon as someone else breaks the records, within a year or less, someone else does it. That is why it's so important to be constantly expanding your mind and offering up possibility that anything really is possible. And the reason why it's important is because how you show up in your business and your life, it stems from your belief. If you believe someone will be successful, you will show up for them differently. If you believe someone will be successful, you'll speak to them differently. You'll offer up different challenges and goals for them differently. And that's why it's important. Because guess what? If you have someone who you don't believe in, either way, you're right. Whether you believe in them or not, either way, you're right. And you'll hear, you'll hear so many stories of in the company that I was previously at and in other businesses as well. There's really like this story of like an injured eagle, right? Like they can fly. They just need to heal their wings. And that is not for us to do because honestly, you could try to teach them to fly. You could try to fix their wings But ultimately, their body is what needs to do the healing. Their mind and their belief is their own. But they will never believe it if we don't believe it first. So that is really the key with belief for creating a winning team. It changes how you show up. What if right now every single person on your team was capable of what you wanted for them? What if it's already true? What if every single person could reach the top of the company that you're in, could be as successful, have the same results, be the top salesperson, be whatever it is that you want from them? What if they all already have the potential of that? And really, 
if it doesn't mean anything about you when they fail and that it's just a learning opportunity for them and that they'll still figure it out and they're capable, then you'll go to work to believe in people. You'll have the space to believe in people because it won't mean anything about you. And guess what? It doesn't have to mean anything about them either. What would be possible if every single person in your organization was capable of the highest achievement you believe there is available? What if all of them completed that? What if they were all selling at a high level? What if they all were growing at their team at a high level? What if they all were already excellent leaders? You see, when you treat people like a leader, they will be a leader. Well, thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited for next week. We're going to be talking about how to grow your belief in yourself. The third of uh, the three-part series. And this is your invitation. Are you ready to expand your mind? Are you ready to think a new thought that could change everything? Are you ready to have fast growth that doesn't have to feel painful? Are you ready to have more success, more income, more fulfillment? Are you ready to step into the leader that you know that you truly can be? Then I invite you to seek out doing a free call with me to expand what's possible. It's going to be all about you where you share your goals and you will leave that free phone call with more awareness, you will have an internal shift that could change everything. And if you would like to be a part of a community of women who are like-minded, who are aligned, who are powerful, who are coming up with business ideas and supporting one another and growing on a, a journey that is parallel to each other, I invite you to join the Aligned Leader Collective. The link is going to be in the show notes. That is my group coaching program. If you're not ready for one-on-one or maybe you just like to uh, watch other people grow alongside you or you want to be able to have a mastermind location, I would invite you to join the Aligned Leader Collective and we'll see you in there. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you real soon.